everyone, and welcome back to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. As we've been doing lately, today's conversation is taking place virtually via video chat. And that's certainly appropriate for this week's topic, virtual care. Before we discuss virtual care and how it's taken off in recent months, be sure you take some time and get caught up on any episode of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find them on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes debut each week and can always be found as part of the headlines we can review. With that, let's bring on two guests, both members of the virtual care team at Michigan Medicine. Can both of you quickly introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Margaret Punch. I'm an obstetrician gynecologist and also the medical director of virtual care for the University of Michigan Medical Group. Hi, I'm Jesse DeVito, Director of Virtual Care Operations at Michigan Medicine. Well, thank you both so much for being here. Let's dive right in. With stay-at-home orders and other Michigan medicine policies in place, virtual care has really surged in recent months. Can you quickly talk over the numbers that illustrate this enormous change in Michigan medicine? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, We were trying to ramp up virtual care at Michigan Medicine with things like um, video visits and e-visits and virtual consultation. And we were doing a little bit of that building up gradually over time. And then uh, March came and suddenly we realized that we needed to uh, do a massive ramp up. And so we went from doing about 450 video visits in February to over 30,000 in April. Yeah, that that's incredible. It's It's clear that it's being adopted across the organization, but what does it mean that virtual care is being adopted? What types of virtual care is is currently available at Michigan Medicine? Right now, we have video visits available to our patients, so all of our providers have the ability to see their patients via real-time video connection. We also offer e-visits to subsets of our patients. They can submit a questionnaire via the patient portal and receive treatment all through the portal in a one and done type of encounter. We also offer telespecialty consults to some of our affiliate organizations such as MidMichigan. And we're doing e-consults which allow our primary care providers to consult with a specialist on a patient's care without the patient needing to wait for a referral to that specialty provider. Great. So when you talk about telespecialty consults with with other uh, affiliate organizations, is that basically doctors at those affiliate organizations can reach out to the physicians here at Michigan Medicine? Correct. So our best examples of that are our telestroke and teleneurology programs with MidMichigan, where a patient that's being cared for in one of their facilities can be seen virtually by a Michigan medicine expert, and they can assist with that patient's care while keeping them in their local hospital. Gotcha. And and Jesse, what's the you know acceptance and the reaction been like for patients who are utilizing virtual care for the first time? We've had a lot of great feedback from patients who have said that in a lot of cases, it was just as good as an in-person visit. Of course, a lot of times they appreciate the time that it saves them not having to take off work, drive to campus. And of course, uh, in a lot of cases, they reference not having to deal with parking and really appreciating that. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure in a way providers appreciate that too. Dr. Punch, I'll direct this to you. What has the reaction been like for providers who are now utilizing virtual care for the first time? Sure. I mean, I think a lot of us were nervous at first that we weren't going to have Uh, the ability to do the kinds of physical exams that we might be used to or to get blood pressures and temperatures like we 
are used to getting on every single visit, but I think we've come to realize that there's a lot of care that we can do just through that personal connection through the video where we can assess medications, assess treatment, um, make recommendations, even some simple diagnosing uh, and treating that can be done by video. And so there's really been great acceptance that we've seen um, just in the numbers of doctors and providers doing video visits as well as um, the patients. So it's really been, I think, a very positive thing. I was just speaking with a group of surgeons this morning who say they're never going to go back to the way that it was before. And I think it's also been great for our uh, providers who um, feel like they didn't have to come in and be exposed to the healthcare environment and to uh, in-person contact uh, during this pandemic uh, to be able to continue to do the work that we care about and the, take care of the patients uh, while still protecting ourselves as well. Yeah, it's clearly a game changer, right? And I think, you know, one of the, the biggest questions, or, or if you could sort of boil down what patients and providers like about it, what would the two of you say is the biggest benefit to virtual care versus in-person visits? I mean, I think there's a tremendous convenience to it. Um, when I talk to some of my patients for prenatal care, which might typically include up to 10 to 14 visits for one pregnancy, um, for women who are either at home with their children or at work uh, to be able to do a 20 minute visit uh, instead of, uh, you know, in 20 minutes, instead of driving, parking, waiting, being seen, checking out, getting back to your car, driving back to wherever you were, um, just the time savings in that is tremendous. Um, and, uh, and the convenience of it. We, we have been taking care of patients with everything from routine problems to transplants. Um, and it's really been quite um, a revolution. The only thing I would add on beyond the convenience that Dr. Punch referenced is really just that that drives a lot of access for patients. So a lot of patients who might have otherwise delayed getting healthcare during this pandemic, were still able to get the care that they needed from our providers. Yeah, and that's so vitally important. So where does the organization go from here? I know that we've heard a lot about making virtual care a quote unquote first option for care. How would you define that and what does that look like moving forward? Well, I think we're starting to look at every point of contact that we have with patients and think about whether or not that needs to be in person. So if we receive a referral for a patient with a new diagnosis of cancer, um, can we reach out to them virtually for a first interaction that we can do much quicker and much uh, more effectively than waiting to arrange an in-person visit? Um, what are the opportunities that exist for uh, ongoing care, whether it's prenatal care or uh, well child care or follow-up for a medical condition that someone has? What are our opportunities uh, to do that? And how do we make it successful going forward for both the patients and the providers? So we're looking at scheduling. Um, how do we schedule in-person visits? How do we schedule virtual visits so that we can minimize the disruption uh, for patients and providers going forward uh, for those kinds of interactions? 
So finally, what sorts of resources are available to providers who are interested in virtual care visits? And what sort of resources are available for patients? So for our providers, we actually offer one-on-one -on -one training sessions. So if they have um, never done a video visit before, they can actually do a test visit with a member of our team to make sure that the connection works and that they have their MyChart settings all the way that they need to be prior to doing that visit live with a patient. Our providers have found that really helpful from an educational perspective. For our patients, we provide them with a lot of instructions uh, up front in advance of their video visit so that they know what that visit will be like for them the first time and we tell them how to prepare for it. We also have a video and a website available so that patients can sort of see what that video visit will look like, similar to our providers, before they go ahead and do that first visit live with their provider. Great. And Jesse, what would be the best way for a provider to get in touch with your team if they want to go through some of the, the testing and things like that? So the best way to do that would be to email our team and our team email address is telehealthteam at med.umich.edu and people can always reach out to Dr. Punch or to me directly also. We're happy that's, to serve as resources. That's and we tremendous. also have a lot of information available on our virtual care team website. And so if you go to the Michigan Medicine Internal homepage and you just type virtual care in that search box, uh, we will come up as the top of the search for that. Good. That's great information to know. Thank you both again for joining us today and sharing this timely information. If you want to learn more about the organization's response to COVID-19, such as the surge in virtual care, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, you can find other great features. For instance, nurses who have gone above and beyond the call of duty were honored to close out Nurses Week 2020. And the quality department made a call for posters that highlight quality improvement projects taking place across the organization. Once again, find those stories and much, much more at mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last week, we asked listeners, what significance does May 12th have in the nursing community? The answer is that it is the birthday of Florence Nightingale, the founder of Modern Nursing. Congratulations to Judy McCain, who sent in the correct answer. Judy, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question. How many virtual visits did Michigan Medicine carry out in the month of April? Once again, how many virtual visits did Michigan Medicine carry out in the month of April? You can find the answer by rewinding this podcast. And once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a great prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Jesse, Dr. Punch, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And of course, I want to send a huge thank you to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.